Want to talk? Want to do a podcast? Hey. Hey. Take two. <laughs> had a little bit of technical difficulty. We might have had a little bit of technical difficulty. Might have been my fault. Might have noticed it. I'm Nine not minutes. used to these situations because somebody forgot all their stuff. Do you know what I showed up with? Nothing. Herself. I didn't bring my computer. I didn't bring my book. Needed, I a, needed a snack. I thought you were going to do some makeup. I even cleaned my makeup drawer for you. I was so excited about it, too. I was like, oh my I'm gosh. so glad she said she needed to use some makeup because now I feel so much better. It's all organized. I know. I mean, you're like, <laughs> I need to borrow this. I'm like, dude, just go. It's in there. I don't even care. I'm like, oh, it's dirty. Okay. Also, I'm like, I probably need to um, buy some more makeup. Why? Yeah. Actually, I don't have that much. I have a ton. I know. I probably should just come to your house mm -hmm. and get what you're not using. I love products. Do you love this popcorn? I do. I don't even know what kind it is. I think it's um, Butterfinger. You want me to see? Yeah. See what that is. I think we just got it at Publix. Oh, yeah. Candy Pop Butterfinger. Yeah, it's really good. It's actually good with these saltine crackers, too. Oh, uh, sweet and salty? Mm-hmm. Just a little bit. See, they probably be disappointed that we ate it. Yeah, she is a little sweet and salty. But most people don't get to see the salty side. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, they do. That is, no, they don't. <laughs> Let me just tell you. She's the nice, fun one. They no. see my... I'm having trouble with my chair. Scoot it up. Okay. I went to lunch with some friends yesterday, and one of my friends that goes is notorious for n not showing up or, or not being and never being on time. Ever. So, at, we were meeting at 1 o'clock, and at 101, she texted the group and was like, Hey, are y'all not here yet? I walked into that restaurant and I said, first of all, I used a four-letter word, five-letter word. I was like, yo, biatch, don't ever ask me that again. Don't ever ask me. <laughs> One minute after the time, I said, you don't even show up. And I started laughing. She started laughing. And I was like, yeah, I'm not kidding. <laughs> I'm not kidding. And my other friend was like, I didn't reply because I had to, I'm Christian. And I'm like, yeah, it's a good thing. <laughs> I said, it's a good thing you were later than me, because I didn't hold back. <laughs> I mean, sometimes y'all have your whole lunch before th party number three shows up. Yeah, and I love um, her, but I'm just saying, I was like, don't you dare. Do so not. I will throw punch you in a heartbeat. Don't you dare. Maybe work on showing up on time, friend. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. So, we're going to go over our book a little bit, Bittersweet, by Bittersweet. Shauna Nequist. And we are in chapter 15, where she talks about Christmas gifts. Yes, this what? is a great chapter. I mean, it surely is a really good chapter. <laughs> Can't really say that because I read it five minutes ago. But okay, in my defense, I mean, it was really good. She's been busy. She's been now working. an internet sensation. Yeah, uh, my spiral throwing football. Yeah, the the moms of the football team had to go learn how to play football. Yeah, which was so much fun. I said Stephen would be identifying as a mom because there's no way I could do that. And it was Andy, so much fun. Andy said that he felt like you, he I got needed to give you a little practice. Hey, if I'd have known you were going to be on Facebook, we'd have practiced that spiral. And I was like, you knew I was going. Don't be making him look bad. Oh, he was like, which he was, he laughed. Him and Kayla laughed. But the minute, the minute the I minute. walked it, the minute, he goes, Kayla goes, look at this. And I was like, huh? And he goes, coach already posted it. First video up. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to need to see. I'm mm -hmm. going to be texting your son here in a minute. And it's bad. I'm going to need to see that video. But, hey, one of the coach's wives, Yeah. she could throw a spiral like it was her job. Wow. Uh-huh. 
Yeah. I can't even hardly throw. I throw like a girl, whatever that means. Well, mine is not good. I mean, look, my dad was not into any kind of sports, sports and I'm the oldest of three girls, so you there get you what you get. But Stephen did say, you know, he was scared to marry me because he thought our kids would have no athletic ability. And look, they have tons of athletic ability. See? I would totally tell people they got it from you. I was a dancer. It's just don't, I don't have any hand-eye coordination. Hmm. So that's the problem. Well. Is something wrong with the mic? No. Is it not on? Well, I think it is. Well, where's the red light? Well, that's a good question. Oh, you know what? Did I unplug it? I think you did, but guess what we can do? We're going to plug it back in, and we're going to keep going. We are going to totally keep going. <laughs> it's a good thing we're not getting paid for this. For sheer entertainment. Okay, so she's talking about gifts, how she likes to give gifts and receive gifts yes. for Christmas. And we do, too. We like that a lot. I, like I to love spend to do time it. I'm trying to figure out what the best gift is. Sometimes I like it better than the recipient, but I try mm -hmm. to pick something for the person that I think they will like. I do too. Yeah, you do. You're a good gift giver. Oh, you are too. So she talks about spending, like, at church, at her church, which mm -hmm. her dad is the pastor of, I think, or was at yes. this time. Um, she says that at the end of the, I guess it's the Christmas Eve church service, they take time to, like, tell each other they love each other, mm -hmm. you know? And she says, she's talking about in this, like, making it more of a, um, a regular thing. Mm -hmm. And actually makes me think of this friend of ours that we had dinner with last week. Mm -hmm. And she was talking about how her best friend is going through some <clears throat> a health crisis that will eventually take her. And she's, she's older than me, but she's not old. And, um, and she was talking about how she, this friend of mine, is always wanting to be like, I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you. And the other, she said, she just told me that she loved me. And it's, it's a dementia-type mm -hmm. thing. And so, um, anyway, some people feel a little bit more comfortable with that than others. But her point is, like, figure out a way to make sure that those that you love know that you love them. And one thing that she does is instead of going to the trouble with the pictures for Christmas cards, mm -hmm. she just takes time to write notes out for Christmas. Oh, that's so like nice. Like, on, on a card. <coughs> Even the babysitter or whatever, mm -hmm. just to say, I love you, I appreciate you, you know. And that means a lot to people, so. At least I some think spontaneous people. cards are amazing. Yeah. You know, Pensacola Kim sent me one in July, and her card, it was yeah, a, was a collage of family pictures. And on the inside, it was like, yeah, no, I, I had every intention, but guess what? It just didn't happen. So For here Christmas you go. Cards, Merry yeah. Christmas in July. And it was, and she was, was like, so I hope you've had a great, the first half of your year was fantastic, and I hope the rest of the year's excellent also. Yeah. And I loved it. it was, I called her, and I was like, that was the best card ever. I like, loved ever. it. I didn't yeah. get one, but I loved it on the refrigerator. I thought I it was so cute. It. You know, I thought yeah. the idea was just precious. Which that other friend you just mentioned, she sent her Christmas card in January, I think, of this year. I did yeah. get one of those. <laughs> <laughs> Again, she's notoriously late, but yeah. it's okay. Well, and I have another friend who's always late, too. It's mm -hmm. hard to, it's sometimes hard. Um, all right, what else from this? Um, I like the way she said that they always sing Silent Night last. So at, everybody, for church. Yeah, at church. I thought that was great. I love the way she, you know, talks about buying her gifts and how, you know, Go back to the front. We're sharing a book today. We're sharing a book because I forgot everything. Um, 
And my yard man is outside. Yeah. So we hear that. I love the idea that she chased the lady down in the uh, the airport. I have done that also. Yeah. Or she chased she the lady down that had a, a scarf. I chased a lady down that had shoes. amazing shoes, and I just had to know. And we were in the Bahamas, and she was like, "Well, I live in the states," and I was thinking, "No kidding, lady, we're all getting on the same airplane." And then, <laughs> but I said it really nice. I was like, "Okay, me too." And then so I asked her where she lived. She goes, oh, I mean, I live in Mount Brook. And I said, that's so funny. That's where I shop. Yes, tell me the store. Like, I was like, I literally. <laughs> what store was it, I you remember? I you before I knew you. Me? I mean, I was not getting out of there until I knew where she bought them and the name brand. You're like a dog and, after a bone. I know. I won't let people yeah. off the hook very easily. If I want to know something, I'm like, uh-huh, yeah, well. She got them at Gus Meyer. Oh, yeah, I love Gus Meyer. Yeah, and this was, this was back. Oh, my kids were little. Hallie was like five or six. Oh, wow. Yeah, and I was like, I'm not leaving until I get the name of that. So I did. I, I want to go back to Gus Meyer soon because I need, I want to buy some. I, I need shoes like I need a hole in the head, but that's really what I want to mm-hmm. buy because my foot doesn't change that. <laughs> I was talking to a girl at, at school today, and she said something about, gosh, I've gained 14 pounds since um, she adopted a little girl. And she Aww. was like, since we adopted her when she was five, and I was, she was like, and she's 13. And I was like, okay, that's not that bad. And she goes, I said, I don't look at it like that. I look at zip codes. So I like to be in one weight yes, zip do. code. I don't like to go above that zip code. And she died. She was like, oh, my gosh, I never thought of it like that. And I'm I was like, currently oh, yeah. in the wrong zip code. I am on the wrong end, but I'm you're, not going to worry about today. You're in the right zip code. No, I'm not. All right, so coming home, the next chapter. So where she talks about how Chicago is always her home. Yes. And even when she lived in Grand Rapids, mm-hmm. she loved it. She had... Doctors there, pediatricians, they lived there like six years. Yeah. She, so had she had friends, her baby there. a favorite mm-hmm. place to eat, you know, Coffee a little bref- breakfast place. But still when somebody asks her, you know, where are you from? Mm-hmm. I, I'm from Chicago, but I live in Grand Rapids. So she didn't like make that commitment. It was still, yeah. Chicago was just still home. Do you think of it like that? Uh, gosh, you know, no. I mean, I don't know. When people, I mean, I've lived in Tuscaloosa 30 34 years. A few years. Uh-huh. 34 years. And when people ask me where I'm from, I say Pensacola. Because that's where my... <laughs> yeah, that's where I grew up. And so I feel like... Is it, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> we have had technical... <laughs> yeah, really. Difficulties like crazy today. <clears throat> no, I just tell people I'm from Pensacola. I, mean, I, I usually say Tuscaloosa because I've been here for... Twin, how long have I been here? About, I guess, about 22 years. Yeah. And Stephen's from here, but I, um, every once in a while, I'll slip up and say Birmingham, and it always catches me off guard because I'm like, well, I mean, but, I, but I've lived in Tuscaloosa for, you know, 20-plus mm-hmm. years. Um, but I, like, when Stephen and I were staying at that hotel, uh, you know, our anniversary, mm-hmm. I said to him, and I don't know why it occurred to me, but I was just like, you know what? Home to me is just really where you are. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it could be really anywhere, but I just feel so safe with him. And so, I just, I don't know. I mean, I can make a hotel a home mm-hmm. if he's there or whatever. But, but yeah, I don't, I usually say I'm from Tuscaloosa. Yeah, I just usually say Pensacola. Even I mean, though you did is. spend your earlier years here, mm-hmm. right? Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, that was a cute little chapter. All right, what about this one, Jill? Okay, th- I thought this chapter was extremely sad. What yeah, might have been? What might have been? She talks about her friend, Kristen. 
mm-hmm. who had a stepsister who was also her best friend. Right. And they did everything together, and they had plan- all these plans together. Is it Lori? Her, her friend was Lori. Yeah, yeah, her stepsister. And um, Lori took her life. Mm-hmm. And it was just heartbreaking because she said, you know, she couldn't wait for them to get engaged and then be in each other's weddings and do all these things together and have babies together and just spend all their lives together because they were best friends and be her maid of honor did yes, you say that yeah the maid of honor okay. and when she she took her life in when she did it was there was a lot of hurt feelings there was a lot of anger a lot of arguments broken friendships and she just can't get out from under that weight well, she'll go to other people's weddings and dance mm-hmm. with everybody and celebrate everybody and then step out from the wedding to just have a moment. And um, and then it said she ended up getting engaged and she was not going to have a maid of honor because her stepsister couldn't fill that role and how mm-hmm. sad it was. But I thought it was so neat that the author was like, I remember the first everything. And she's talking about her friend Kristen. Yeah. She said the one mo- the one month mark. The first birthday after she was gone, the one, um, the one, I'm oh, sorry, the one month, the first birthday, the one year mark. And, um, and she's saying how, you know, you just don't forget, but she was even remembering for her friend, mm-hmm. which I thought was really sweet because, um, and she does actually quote this scripture later in the book, but there's a scripture that says rejoice, um, with those who rejoice and mourn with those who mourn, and she's, like, she's doing that, yeah. you know. And I think that's what a good friend does is kind of step in and help you carry that grief mm-hmm. so that you're not by yourself, Yeah, you know. And um, so, anyway, she says, um, it makes, she's talking about loss, whether it be, mm-hmm. like, the, the loss of a pregnancy or a friend or whatever. It says, it makes the calendar feel like a minefield, like you're constantly tiptoeing over explosions of grief until one day you hit one shattered by what might have been. Um, and then this says, so sweet, she said, as one who grieves today, I grieve with you mm-hmm. um, for whatever you've lost to, for what might have been. Yeah, so, I just think that's so <clears> sad. <throat> I felt like it was a really sad chapter. You know, one of the girls in our, our group that was not here this past week but was here the first one, she said, do y'all think this book is sad? And I, I up until this point, I have not thought that. But this it, chapter it, was, it was sad but heartwarming, too. It's a little bit of a roller coaster. I mean, she does have some that are a little bit, you know, more sad than others. Or, I don't know, I, but some of them are tearjerkers. I mean, yeah. And I felt like that was a really big tearjerker. It was a little bit rough yeah. on the emotions. So the next chapter is Happy Mother's Day. Mm-hmm. Did you read this one? No. <laughs> <laughs> Honesty is always best, everybody. I'm telling you. Um, she's talking about how, like, she thought when she would have a baby, she'd, like, go into the hospital as a woman and come out as a mother, like, mm-hmm. fully packaged, you know? Yeah. And that's not really how it works. But it does kind of feel like that's what's going to happen. You're going to yeah. You're gonna deliver this baby, and all of a sudden, when this baby comes pushed out, you're going to have this wealth of knowledge of what to do, and then you go home. I went home and started crying. I was like, I don't know what to do with this baby. Oh. And Andy was like, well, don't look at me. And I had to call my sister-in-law. <laughs> and I was like, I'm gonna, I, I don't know what to do. And she was like, it's okay. I'm coming in tomorrow. I'll come tomorrow. Like, I had no I'm idea. I'm so glad you called her, though, because sometimes I think it's hard mm-hmm. to reach out um, to people. I, she, I either called her help. or she called me, and I was crying, and she was like, what's wrong? And I was like, I don't know what to do with her. Like, do I just, yeah. does, does she just sit there for a while, or 
Like, am I supposed to hold her the whole time? I mean, it was like that basic. <laughs> it was awful. My heart hurt, Jill. No, I, would, I had no idea what to do with her. None. Well, I guess my mom would come in town a good bit to see Hallie because she was the the first grandchild, you know, and um, then my grandmother would come sometimes, and my grandmother's deceased now, but I was really close to her, and she was Nana to us, but Grand Nana to our kids, mm-hmm. and she would come, and she's going to cook something for us, and I mean, tear up the kitchen, tear it up. Yeah. You know, it was years later when she started getting um, some dementia that she would bring something. She was very creative. I haven't probably talked to you that much about her, but she's very creative. She was always making something out of nothing. She'd go to the thrift store, buy something, and turn it into something else, you know. And that's when the thrift stores were a lot better because we didn't have consignment stores. So all the good stuff, you know, Mm -hmm. still went there. And um, But anyway, she one time, we got so tickled because we used to always do uh, watch Christmas Vacation, mm-hmm. you know, uh, around Christmas or Thanksgiving. And she showed up for Christmas with this jello mold of something. Oh, gosh. And, you know, the one in Christmas Vacation mm-hmm. has, like, the cat food in it or whatever. <laughs> and, like, Uncle Eddie thinks it's delicious. But anyway, so I was like, Mom, I'm not eating that. She's like, you have to try it. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm not eating that, Mom. No, I wouldn't have I mean, that. all of us immediately went to the movie it was so funny so (laughs) that's awesome but anyway she's talking about how she said now that I'm um, a mother what is very clear to me is that I have been mothered a whole by a whole tribe of women some who had children of their own some who didn't I thank God for each one of them and thank them for mothering me when I needed it and for giving me such a rich variety of images for what it means to be a mother um and then, you know, I think, I just think back about some different situations where I feel like, you know, sometimes our mom's not doing what she should be doing, but God always kind of put somebody mm-hmm. else in that role to kind of help, oh, yeah. help meet our needs or whatever. And, um, so, you know, when y'all came over Saturday and we had everybody over, one of Steven's friends has little kids and his son is like just so smart. You can just tell he's like oh, yeah. ridiculously smart and such a little, cute little human. And I, I just thought it's just so nice to be able to like encourage him with where he's at, even though I'm not typically mm-hmm. a little kid person. Yeah, but no, <clears throat> it is nice. You know, Pensacola Kim... Her group of friends, they have all helped each other raise their kids all the time. And they do things like Monica had to fly home early because she had a bit of work. And Kim was like, Well, we'll just stay in Gatlinburg. I'll take her son to all the football camps and all this stuff. She was like, Then I'll just bring him home. Yeah. You know, and I mean, just, you know. And I I mean, I drove him to Birmingham from Pensacola just because actually I let him follow me because he was driving for the first time and she was so scared. She was like, is there any way when you leave Pensacola you can drive, go home through Birmingham? And I was thinking, sure. <laughs> no, I mean, I would have anyway. But, I mean, it was, you know, you're like, you're already tired sometimes. But I was like, absolutely. Because you know what? She'd have done it for mine. Yeah. So it didn't bother me. I mean, I was like, absolutely. We got this. So It's just nice to have mm-hmm. people that you can trust that, like, you know, like when I go out of town or whatever and you're here, you check on my kids. And if they no. call you, I mean, you pick up the phone immediately mm-hmm. just in case yeah there's a a situation arise so it's nice to have that but she's talking about i don't know how she really goes from this to something else but she was talking about a friend a mother motherly type friend who told her was talking to her about comparison 
And she said, she told me that when you compare yourself to another person, you always lose. And at the same time, the other person always loses too. Each of us have been created by the hands of a holy God and our stories and the twists and turns of our lives. The things that are hard for us and the things that come naturally are as unique to us as our own fingerprints. And she told me that one way to ensure a miserable life is to constantly measure your own life by the lives of the people around you. That is an amazing paragraph. Yeah. Um, And then she talks about all the opportunities that we have to compare ourselves like uh getting like you're both trying to get in a college one of you gets in it the other one doesn't she actually didn't but her friend did mm-hmm. you know um the first to get engaged the first to get pregnant how i mean all the way all the way down to how much weight have you gained during your yep. pregnancy you know and, and it seems like a competition and it, and it's just not good because then what happens is we try to become somebody we're not and then the world doesn't get to enjoy us as we are I know, but you know, I, I don't think women cannot not do that. I think I, 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 I have a little note here that's terrible for me to say, but I said it's still a problem in Tuscaloosa. I mean, even it, even yeah, as it, at our age, yeah, yeah. But you can see it even with younger kids. It's like everybody's getting engaged. Everybody's doing this. Everybody. I'm thinking y'all are twenty. It's okay. Yeah. You don't want to rush. But at that, that age, it does seem like. But at that age, it seems like when one person does it, and then another one does, and it's you. You just see the trickle effect, and you're like, yeah. "No, mm-hmm. don't, don't." If everybody jumps off a cliff, don't do it too. You know, yeah. just don't. It, it's it's such a hard. But then when they don't do it, they feel lonely. Like mm-hmm. I'm being left out. I'm, you know, I, I'm gonna be by myself because they're all doing this, and it's a really really hard pill to swallow. Yeah. But it's very, I think it's very hard. But I think mainly it's because it just, to them, at that age, they don't have enough life perspective to realize you're only 20. You know, it was know. only a year. I know. You know, yeah. that whatever. Like, if it's if it means, like, you're changing your major yeah. and, like, now you've wasted a year. Well, you'll, God will put everything to use one way or, or another. And um, so, anyway, but it's really hard to see that at that age. It was hard for all of us to see that. All of us. But she says, but what has healed me more than anything else are the stories of other women who have experienced similar things. I needed grace, and I've needed women who share their sorrows with me and allow Mm -hmm. me to share my own. And I think that's part of being real, which is what this podcast is about. Yeah. Because, you know, it does help to know that other people have been through similar things. And it's our testimony of being on the other side that really helps us and other people. I totally agree. Um, the Bible actually says they overcame him, the enemy, by the mm-hmm. word of their testimony and by the blood of Christ. And mm-hmm. so it, the testimony is a big deal. But big deal. I guess that's about it for today. Yes, it is. I've enjoyed All it. All right. See All you right. later. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. Follow us on Facebook at Real Deal Friends and Instagram at The Real Deal Friends. Have questions? Email us at therealdealfriends at gmail.com.